change the Ansicht gallery. Okay, now I have you. Great, Legumar. And oh, all the people. Julia. Hey. So <clears throat> I was having a talk with Clinton and besides from having a lot of fun. Cornelius, can I interrupt you? I'm sorry for a second. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Gabriella, and I'm hoping that Sofia Magdalena can hear me. Would you please arrive on time next time? Otherwise I won't let you in and you've already been absent one time. That means you get to leave the group. Yes. It's seven in my, what time do you have? Oh, two. Bad okay. okay, I changed my, okay, I changed my clock because it shows me different time. Thank you. And arrive two minutes earlier even. Thank you. Okay, that was it. Good. So, yeah, let me also paddle back a little bit. I don't really know how you are used to stop the whole thing if you're checking in or if you're just jumping right into the thing. And uh, I would like to have some input how you want to start this thing here. I would like you to start to decide that, Cornelius. Well, That's what I would like. We're like jumping right into it. And um, then we are back at the uh, talk that I had with Clinton. And while we were throwing around with our ideas, he said, please, with one thing that came up, uh, please come on Friday and throw it into the group. I, yeah. I just want to. I don't think you have seen the, the, the chat on Chloe. Do you want to record? It's recording. Oh, it's, oh, okay. I didn't see. Sorry. Sorry. That's it. So, and the thing that was um, kind of burning inside of myself and maybe or probably also with <clears throat> you guys is, do we have some kind of a quality control concerning our processes and concerning our development. Like what do certain processes do to people and what effect do they have in the long term? Because, you know, there are processes that are kind of, I would call them wow processes because they're so much fun or they are impressing, like, it's like, wow, there's a process. Wow, that was amazing what I felt, what I experienced. And, and it excites you and it makes you appetite to come the next time or to speak about it with other people. So all these processes, they have different um, purposes or like to pull the rug, to pull the rug under your feet, like they're, they are wowing processes and then there are healing processes and especially with them i think it would be so interesting to have a like almost scientific uh studies or kind of a like that we that we go into contact with the people or that we find out does is this just a wow process or is it 
was it just like amazing in the moment, but also find out what is the long, long term effect. And why did this question come up for myself is because uh, I am in the possibility uh, context since I think 2011. <clears throat> That's probably like a middle long time. And I have seen a couple situations where really old possibility managers totally failed. They forgot everything they learned. And I was, I, I, I was wondering, like, would that happen to me too at some time? Or like, what can I do that, that if I forget something that, that I would be reminded and but at these special occasions, it was impossible to remind the possibility managers. They, they simply didn't want to hear anything or it was, it was the, the, the stick was too deep in the heart. So it was no more possible to, to have contact. So all these things, and I have categorized them a little bit. I would like to, to speak about that with you if you're interested. Yes. 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 So let me see my paper. If you prepare everything wonderfully, then all of a sudden it's gone. But probably it's gone for some reason, so we do it without the paper. So um, yeah, so there are different categories of processes. Like we sell healing in some way. We sell possibilities and, uh, pardon me? Okay. So we sell stuff. And if I look at our website, and I don't know if this is really our website, let me call it the website, the normal main website of the uh, possibility management. Like, I feel like I want to barf every time when I open it up because of the first sentences that pop up, what possibility is going to make to you and what incredible uh, worlds it will open up to you because I, uh, it's not true. <laughs> I mean, for me, it feels like, yeah, that it, it, it happened. But um, I, I see many people for many years and they are checking in with the exactly same problem as always. So it's not true that if you come into contact with possibility management that you get what is written right in front of the, I, I don't know the sentence by heart, but it's, it's simply not true. And, and I ask myself, what do we sell? And is that what we sell, what the people really get? That would be one thing. And another thing is if we do healing processes, is there, I mean, 
maybe some of you, you are keeping records of the effects and you are having contact to all the people and you check in and, and stuff. I don't do that because I don't give so many trainings, but it would be so interesting. Like if we could get rid of many processes that turn out to be not as effective as other ones, for example. And then we, we go with the a, with a really effective ones. They might be not so much fun, but they might be much more doing something in the people. So, and um, then we have these processes about the feelings. About them, I have the impression they work very well. So, and uh, other processes that are about the core skills of the possibility managers. And I, I have doubt about the centering. I have doubt about unhookability. Um, I have Cornel doubt about- huh? Cornelius, can you please say more, be more specific? What is your doubt about centering? That it's not working or? Yeah, I see that, I see that when they when the trainers know where they are okay now i'm in training space it's amazing how centered they are and what what work they deliver but how is it at home with them how is it with their friends how is it amongst the possibility managers when problems arise where is the unhookability there when is where is the centering there mm -hmm. I, I, I haven't seen that all of a sudden they couldn't go into their feelings anymore. I have the feeling that worked always. But with some things, uh, it, it seems like there is a, a momentum of forgetting or an unwillingness to go there or maybe it's also the perspectives are so far apart that even what we have learned doesn't help anymore or so. So, Cornelius, I yeah. have a question. You, you say PMers, and when you say PMers, do you mean uh, everyone who's done possibility management or do you mean trainers? It seems I mean, to me that's- I mean trainers actually, because okay, if trainers. it wasn't trainers, I wouldn't be so, um, what shall I say, concerned. Okay, yeah, that was just <clears throat> for my clarity. Thank you. Mm -hmm. hmm. So I don't know if you have had similar experiences and maybe you have your own thoughts about the whole thing or maybe even some ideas how we could approach this. What I want to say something about this being centered, which is connected for me to the the saying of walk your talk which i just have which i have just experienced by myself while living with vera and in in this month i was living with vera all this clarity i have gathered in in my mind in several parts of myself just started to turn in in real living in real living for example being in possibilica what it actually means and i see a huge 
problem from people who are not having this access to someone showing them what the life means, what living all this, what happens in the training space really means. And that's where I see a lack of something because I have learned it. I'm super thankful and I want to continue this life as I experienced it while being with Vera, while I had someone who was coaching me to go there because it's really, it takes something to take it into life. And as soon as I took it, it starts working. Also the centering and, and really the, that what you just were talking about, the whole thing started working. And so I think Anchoria and I, we had this conversation that it's part of this, this wrestle with the clarity needs to, is, is part of the evolution. And then that it starts to shift into power. It starts, is also part of the evolution. So people need to go through this until clarity turns into power. And I'm just in this shift, it just happens. And I, I don't have any other ideas about, but it makes, it creates this necessity of having a place where a young trainer can come and live for some month with people who have an idea of what it means, for example, to live in Possibilica. What is it actually about? And yeah, that's what I want to throw in here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm, I'm going to pick up on this because it's, it sounds like what you are saying, Cornelius, is the, the carrying the context, uh, the, the person also what Sophie Magdalena was saying, carrying the context wherever. So that's not a difference between formal training spaces and everything else. And uh, if I heard it correctly, you were mainly referring, because I can see the evolution of a new trainer, uh, of what of Sophie Magdalena was, was talking about. But what I heard you say was also in, in longer, like um, long-term trainers that maybe there's a story that they have um, carried, that they carry that context with them and then they lose it. And I, I would like to actually hear you more about what, what you experience, what you, what you saw, what you, yeah, what you experienced with them. Not naming people, just what was it that you saw? Maybe I have to make a distinction. Look, I'm I don't I'm if I'm a warrior and I'm in war, okay, then I always stand like a soldier, so to speak. Maybe even if I'm sleeping, I'm kind of I'm always so aware. But when I return from war and come back to my castle or something, then I must relax also and i must lay with my woman i have to 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 uh, celebrate uh, our victories i have to be funny and i also maybe uh, let my gremlin run a lot around a little bit but like it is i'm not always standing uh, in my normal life as i am standing as a trainer because i i need to give feedback i ha have to be more awake for certain things but there are things that I have learned that I never ever want to forget anymore. And I never ever want to not do it anymore. And this is if a problem comes to me then I don't want to be resistant against it. I want to, first of all, greet it and be curious. And the more it hits me, the more I want to be curious how that can be. 
what's going on here? It's interesting, first of all, you know, and, and not being resistant or fighting against the whole thing. That, that is so essential. So I can, you can wake me up whenever I can be totally drunk. I, I can, you, you can get me wherever. I would not want to be so stupid to be in the first reaction to be resistant or to be defensive. But first of all, be curious, you know? I, 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 I always first want to think, oh, it's Vera. I do not understand what she said. It hurt me, but it must be a mistake because I know she loves me and I love her. So let's find out how this could have happened, you know? The, the, the knee-jerk reaction could be, oh, I knew there is something, she's looking strange to me or, or something is wrong with me or uh, she's criticizing everybody. And so I, I could invent everything, you know, but like the, we had, wait, just a second, Antloy. We had a, a, a trainer meeting and Clinton was introducing the, the, the purple card. To me, actually one of the most uh, genius things because it's a, it's a reminder, you know? So, and, and you don't need to speak actually. It's kind of, it, it reminds yourself and then you remind yourself and then you figure out, ah, shit, I, yeah, can somebody make a process with me? And then we can go on with the whole thing. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's just cool. But exactly this thing brought an explosion. So, I don't get it. What did we train for if that is not possible? So, and, and I, I was very much in, in uh, 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 resonating with you, Sofia Magdalena, because maybe it is that we are living our lives and then we come together to a trainer meeting and then we have a kind of a community for a little time, but we have no exercise in that being in a community. And then all of a sudden, some things run away with us, but still I cannot, really I cannot, because I don't see that in, I cannot find it in me, I cannot understand it, but I can only suffer seeing it. So I don't know what to do about it. Hmm. I would have thought the purple car, that, that's the solution to the whole thing. <laughs> But it was just the, the explosion. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe for you guys, this is not happening. I wanted to hear from you. You have the same thing. Do you, <clears throat> what happens with you at home or with your friends or with, uh, is there competition or what's going on? <laughs> I mean, one, I, I also agree with Sophia Magdalena about this living together. And, and in addition to that, for example, we just were in the train of path Germany. And in the second hour of the train of path Germany, we said, you know, what's, 
what what is the emotional charge what is the the shit that's going on and in reality there was not so much like not everybody said hey i have you know you're on my list you're on my list but and but somebody said something to to sofia magdalena as the space holder and and in a way it, it it opened this space where Sophia Magdalena could enter the circle again as the space holder and she could enter the circle again. And it was even as Sophia Magdalena being the space holder, she was in the team. And so the, the train of path community is this team where there's no status. There's no status, there's no position. And, and, and it doesn't lead to let's not do anything. Like it doesn't lead to mediocrity, like to a lesser denominator. On the contrary, it's this, this demand and this, this demand from each other of the best of us, like the best what we have for the team and the support. And, and it's not a live-in community, but meeting every week and in between doing emotional healing processes. And there's other meeting, the trainer path has many circles that exist in between. So, I mean, with Vera, we meet like two or three times a week, kind of like with Sofia Magdalena. And that makes it a community where this, this possibility of charge or resistant or block is very quickly seen. It's like very, and very quickly addressed and put through an emotional healing process or practice or an experiment or confrontation with the gremlin or whatever it is. And it, so I, what I hear, Cornelius, what you're asking is, this happened and how can we not let it happen again with the next generation of, of trainers? And, and I, I think having this, this trainer path with a, a community that is, um, you account, like we are accountable to, has helps in this pulling the rug out of the status or the position or the righteousness somehow this righteousness so that's what what how what i've found and i'm after susanna and i want um to continue the thread that this meeting over the last uh, du uh, during covid times so we had meetings sometimes three times a day or two times a day and we've built different circles, interconnecting cir circles. This also, these circles and the continuity over such a long time with checking back and feedback and checking back. This makes also, a, um, it's difficult to hide, to hide something in the dark corners. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The thing that has been really up for me lately in terms of our ability to deliver lasting results has to do with a person's ability or awareness of which culture they source, what culture are they sourcing. And because in a training space, we can we, we offer a culture that has these distinctions and these thoughtware and these 
procedures like that. And it, it's, it establishes a human culture actually that we've been calling next culture or archiarchy. And it's the creative collaboration of the initiated adult feminine with the initiated adult masculine. So this is this culture. And what does it take for somebody to source that culture? So when somebody's in the, in the training space, they're a consumer of the culture. They participate in the space to some degree, they resist it to some degree, they understand it to some degree, and then when they leave the space, to what degree can they source that or to what degree do they want to? So I've been just really wrestling with that question with no answer, but Sophia Magdalena, when you said this thing about wrestling with clarity turns it into power, it reminds me of the four enemies we have this website called Four Enemies that is a really clear exposition of uh, a human being on a path. And it starts, the first enemy is fear. And, and we, we're all started with that. And then the way out of fear is this is clarity that fear is either a feeling or an emotion. And it's one of the four feelings. And you can go through processes to make fear a resource. And all of a sudden clarity has provided you with uh, a, a, a way out of, a way to conquer the enemy of fear, is clarity conquers the enemy of fear. But then you start, like I did, I collected clarity for so long. So I, over and over, all the time I'm collecting, I have books and books of clarity, so much clarity. And then I realized that it wasn't really helping me because I could understand it, I could repeat it, I could write it down, I knew where it was but I, I couldn't actually uh, implement it. And so I, I was in clarity for 15 or 20 years. I was involved in collecting clarity until, until it, I was confronted with my inability to produce results. And so the, that shift that a person goes through in this path of wrestling with clarity until they can turn it into power is something that is the kind of thing I think that would would be the critical point at which a person could source a different culture than the one that's in their environment. Like if, if you walk down most modern, everywhere in modern culture, you have to be in modern culture, culture, or you can walk through modern culture and source a completely different contexted culture. But in order to do that, you have to have power. And I, to me, this is a really cool, place to measure the question that you're bringing up Cornelius and and but it's also scary because who can who's who is wrestling with clarity and changing it into power it's, thank you thank you thank you I, I want to just add to that what you just said Clinton I'm really trying with the trainer path Germany to 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 do anything to give open doors also for me still to go into that shift because I think it needs food to go there. Um, yes. Which food does it mean, uh, does it need? The experience, the experience from, from shifting from the clarity in your head and actually doing it and actually experiencing. So you mean practice? Yes, practice and and sensing, like realizing that a distinction really is inside of my being, 
it's not just in my head and realizing the distinction that it's actually there and that it has a sensation. Mm -hmm. I would I would add to that list of food the pain of not being able to create results. Yeah. Yeah. Julia. Yeah. So what I hear is really it takes matrix. Like it takes that soil that is rich enough that these things can grow in everyday life. And when I look at my own my own journey on that, I, I notice that too. Like as the more I have the matrix, the more I've been meeting with most of you here since COVID started, the more matrix I could build and hold that in my everyday life. And changes could then really, like I could really do make those radical changes without being stopped by my box or my gremlin. And that's another thing I want to throw in is that really that attention of gremlin and, and, and awareness of gremlin and training it is really so crucial that, yeah, like, I didn't get it just from the websites. Like I, I didn't land. I really needed a team or I, I still need the team. I, it's still like part of the journey. But And it, I, I see also it's not so different from participants coming to ETB and then leaving the ETB and, and struggling with being in modern culture. I mean, it's in, in a different intensity, but it's similar in that where's the, where's the, where's the plug-in ground where, mm -hmm. where people can plug in so that they can stay tuned in between training spaces and yeah that's what i'm noticing so i don't think like it's 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 a different intensity a different level maybe but it's a similar thing it's like going to a training and then coming out and falling back into modern culture yeah I, thank you but i think lee kumar was first and jesse so what it is i was listening to what clinton said about the four enemies and it starts with fear and then clarity comes in which is anger and for me the next stage and that's the stage that I'm developing for myself right now is compassion I only have power if I have compassion with no compassion there is no power that's my perspective and I might be wrong on that but that's and that's sadness. Mm -hmm. and the next level for me is the fourth level, which is joy. So if we go really through this process of developing, you know, the, the power that fear has over me, if I didn't master it, or that anger has over me because I didn't master it, because I'm still run by it, even if it's just to a little degree, and develop sadness in a way that I can ride on the wave of sadness, then we can go into the joy part and we can create everything out of nothing. And when I hear you, Cornelius, for me, what's missing is to be willing to step up in the moment when things happen that are not working. And I notice that in myself that I, you know, I'm very well aware something doesn't work here. There is an explosion happening. So what? I get up, I stand there and I handle the explosion. I put the pieces back together and I do whatever I can or can't do. I do what's needed in the space. So that's, that's another skill that I see that 
we may not have developed well enough to do that. Does that resonate, Cornelius? Let, let it sink a little bit. Okay. Thank you. Eli Kumar, do you mean the skill of developing sadness or this, the, which skill that you mean? Both developing sadness and standing up when the shit hits the fan and deal with the shit right away, right in the moment, even protect the fan from the shit if I'm fast enough. So I, in when I imagine this landscape that that's been drawn, it's the landscape of the patriarchy of modern culture, and then there's the bridges, and then there are all the people living on the bridges, and then there's some somewhere on the other side of that bridge is next culture, and there's those three zones, and what I sense is that maybe we need more zones. Maybe we need more zones within modern culture that can show us where the edges are, that can help us navigate to the edge if that's where we want to go. And I, in my own life, I, I, I'm, I get split. I'm either on the bridge or I'm in modern culture. And it's like I go to work and I come home. And that's the distinction. It's like I go to work and I come home. And when I come home, it's like, bleh. And yes, I can still source next culture in my, in my relationships and in the day-to-day, -day. but it's this kind of uh, binary for me still. And I, what I want is I want more in between. I want like little back roads that can help me navigate to the edge, that can help me navigate to the sources of next culture while I'm here. I want more in-between space. I want to ease back and forth instead of just like coming home from uh, holding space and, and like co then coping after that. And yeah, I, I want more in-between space. I want more maps for in the in-between spaces and maybe just hasn't been developed yet. Or maybe they're there and I just, I, I haven't quite fit them into my landscape. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Well, what I've, I've been hearing is that in the learning, in the, is the learning spiral, the, the conscious practice and the, the moving between, um, a competence and an incompetence, uh, feeling the pain of not producing results, uh, feeling the pain of practicing something new. And uh, I, I don't know what happened in other trainers if there was a, but what I've, what I sense, and, I, and this maybe is a story that I, that I, that I created, uh, is that when, when do 
when does a trainer stop practicing this, that, that sourcing? When does, when, does a, when does a person decide to stop practicing? And, and I, I ask that for myself as well. But sometimes I, I, was, I was really liquid and um, wrestling with the article, there's no we in relationship. And I, I've, been, I've been practicing and, and, and a part of me is really, really hating this, like really hating. And, um, and when so... I can see that 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 calling on myself of like ah fuck it today I'm not going to practice today I'm not going to do this, and it just causes the the consequences that I know that cause and when I whenever I do it I I can I can see, I can see the low drama coming coming back again I can see uh, switching the eyes instead of looking at people with love looking at people with suspicion or um, ways of finding. You know, exactly how you said it, Cornelius. Uh, you could just look at me and make whatever story. And and I don't think, I don't know, but at least right now in the space, in the stage of or the space of uh, development or of evolution on my path, I don't think anything just is a certainty for me that I'm always gonna know that I'm always gonna um, that I have it so clear that there's only love that it will make it impossible that I will someday not choose love I think I think there's no guarantees of anything and this is why practicing being awake for me for me I'm it's really important it's one of the fears that I that I have is that I fall asleep in whatever I do it's like I biggest biggest fear is that I fall asleep and I don't notice and so the, my question would be for those people who have been practicing for a long time is when do you decide to not practice when have you decided to not practice so that's that's me I don't have Clinton and Patricio after thank you I there was Gabriella a while ago and then Amanda also I've seen Mm, I, I wanted to like, add on what Yulia said, but well, the momentum has gone. I will call it back. Uh, well, f for me, it's um, yeah, it's really creating parallel culture. So um, making sure that uh, that I have and I provide and I source. Um, and I'm in connection with both, both worlds, let's say, with both cultures. To be really, to be really a bridge. And um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's not hiding and just keep on showing up, showing up and keep on creating those spaces. So, um, and I had this, I had this topic on I just finished just finished 13 weeks of um, inner navigation emotional navigation with with 10 women and and the last two sessions were about how they can how they can bring it into you know how how they can bring it further and what happened was that they created a possibility team the so and I and I also want to continue that. 
So I don't know how it happened that they they took on this this road. I don't I don't know the tools, but there was enough there was enough building matrix building them and enough necessity to create more of this space that before was that small and the the, the modern culture was that big. And then when carrying on, this was becoming, you know, more, more um, important and more and bigger part of the world. So I think really co committing to, to have this parallel worlds, but to, to, keep, to keep in connection with parallel cultures without, without pushing and without jump, jumping when I'm immature yet, without jumping out of gremlin, out of willingness, like out of, yeah, I want, fuck that old culture, I'm jumping here. And then I'm, I kick back off into the modern culture. So to, to really go slower, like, like the folk penetrates the earth, the soil more deeper and nourish it rather than, uh, uh, rather than uh, thunder. When thunder goes and hits and it's explosion and it's wow, wow, wow. But it really doesn't nourish the earth, like big, 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 big um, rain that doesn't nourish the earth because the earth cannot, cannot soak it and it becomes flood. So um, like bigger practice and humbleness and like really soaking, so, soaking into while stepping and while, while going forward and then allowing slowly being, you know, rearranging their life naturally. This is, well, Maybe this is a very subtle way, but but this is what I what I what I know and what I sense works. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Gabriela. Yeah, for me, it's it's a path, and it's this path of constantly learning and falling. Amanda, this is a research journey. We are not sharing about for me. It's an entirely different conversation than this. This is about navigating the space together. To, you know, what, what can you share for distinctions? What do you notice? What is the, what can help all of us? This is not a for me sharing space. Could you reformulate what you're sharing is please? Yeah. Thank you. It's a path. So it's, and there's this danger in thinking I have it, or I know it all, or I've reached a certain place. And, and I wonder, like when you talked about trainers who who fall back into, or who've been doing it for a long time and then fall back into low drama in the daily life. I mean, I, I do this too. I'm not excluding myself from that. And I, 
I wonder if it's because there's not a community around or there's not a community of practice around because since all of this stuff came online and it became easier to connect with people on a regular basis I mean I'm still gonna say the word for me because I think it's it's useful to illustrate that it's it became easier for me to, to have that feedback going on, to be able to get the feedback and to be able to, to grow. So it's, it's not like being isolated. And I, I wonder if some of the trainers got isolated and weren't connecting in a community with others and, and that, this was, this is detrimental. This isn't helping people grow because what I'm hearing from a lot of what people have shared here is the importance of being connected with others on this path and getting that consistent feedback like online spaces or in person and um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What? Uh, oh, I don't know. I was first, but who else was first? There's me and Patrizio. I don't yeah. know. All I want to say is it is it's new, relatively new discovery how deeply and thoroughly the adult ego state can be contaminated by the gremlin ego state. This was not knowledge when the new, when the old, old rabbit trainers were, were becoming trainers. It was not known really until a couple of years ago, a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, and so, <clears throat> and so the procedure for decontaminating the adult from the child, from the parent, and especially from the gremlin is new technology. And the old trainers are, are really completely blind to that, I think. And I have not personally been able to or, or put so much effort into trying to make that, like empower the older trainers with that technology. So, so I'm just, all I'm saying is um, when a gremlin gets a hold of the distinctions and tools of possibility management, because it's contaminated in the adult, you've got a really well-defended game going on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah this, this question that, that you bring up uh, is, is alive for me also, the, the, this gap between what is possible and what, what actually happens. And this gap, is not so different in, in, in ordinary, I mean, in, in, in modern culture. And I, I, I perceive um, it's, it's, it's the pain of this gap that uh, brings people to, to, the, to the possibility management trainer trainings, and not only to possibility management, but this is the, the pain of perceiving this gap between 
between what what I perceive is possible, what I perceive could could happen in, bet, between people, and uh, and and this is also one of my uh, main connections with with people in and out of training spaces is precisely the gap that you are describing, Ed Cornelius. Just, so what do you do about it, Patrizio? What, what do you do with that? Yeah, I, mean, they, 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 I mean, being for me, what, what I do is that I think that this pain is, is a source of, um, of motivation. Uh, for me, it's a source of motivation. Is that compassion? Is that is sensing that pain compassion? Is is not is not only compassion. Is is uh, yeah. Is is like a is like a generator for for movement. I. I'd like I'd like to continue, and it somehow links in with Patrizio. <clears throat> with Patrizio. Your question reminds me of the question of Lee Kumar two weeks ago, and somehow you you named the shadow side of possibility management, and it reminds me that after clarity comes power. And if the power doesn't serve life, it's nonsense. If, the, if power doesn't serve life, it, it, it will create again a new modern culture like spiraling around. And, and I, I actually, I had the wish that, that we look at, at, at our dark side of power in this space just because of this because power acquiring energy and consciousness and getting more power needs to serve life and this is a never-ending spiral and we need or I can say I need you for keep keep moving and if i if i rest on on some being more powerful i actually i i lost and it's it's very sad and yeah so what you what you share what you share cornelius for me was like people uh, relaxing or resting on what they achieved and not being ready to go to the next level of serving. And this needs a place for sharing where we, like we, we do the tar baby thing or whatever we do, whatever we, we do, we, we need to, to mirror each other or I need to be mirrored to, to see where I'm hooked. And I cannot do this by myself. So I, I totally appreciate your 
bringing in that shadow side and my proposal in a way is let's work with this in this space let's use this space for for getting more refined and more serving I didn't notice, is there somebody else speaking next? Cornelius, were you next or? Go ahead. I'd like to speak now. So the thing that troubles me most is because I, I can have all kinds of philosophies of patriarchy and gremlin and all that stuff. But for, to me, it's first of all, such a simple thing. Imagine you have a table on the table is a glass you pass the table, the glass falls down on your foot. And there was also another person standing on this table. And you think that it must have been the other person because why would you throw a glass on your, on your toes, right? And this happens on and on. And finally, you figure out that this was not the other person, but it was yourself. So, because you have understood that you do this yourself, you say, I'm not an idiot, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then you, you just don't do that anymore, because you don't want to have the pain. But then, maybe something similar happens again. And then you go again through the processes and you figure out this was more or less, you did it yourself, or you are, were involved in the whole thing. After some time, if something like this happens again, you would say, it, I know that it looks like it was somebody else. But because I know there is no victim, because I know I have all the responsibility, and because I know I'm in a community of people who love me, therefore, I refuse to believe that it was because of somebody else or I, I refuse to make a judgment about it. And then I, I really research the mechanism of how did this happen and how is it hanging together? That could be like a process, that could be a thought process, many things you can solve also with thought or, they are, or just observing, seeing ah, this happened, this happened, this happened, you know? Like I sent my son to buy some nails and I gave him a bucket with a hole. And when he walked back, the nails fell, some nails fell out. And then I went with my car and I drove over the nails and now I have a flat tire. So if, if that happens to me, then I say fucking people, they throw nails on, on my street and I run over it and you get upset, you know? And then it, this happens all the time. And then it have you figure out uh, this happens always when I send my son, you know? So this is a long process, but one, one day you will find out there is a mechanism that have, has been started by yourself. So if you, if you can understand once and forever that it's most probably something like that, whenever you wake up, because something bothers you. It's probably something like that because you are not a victim and you have the responsibility. So why not figure out the process and then not do things anymore that 
have led to the thing, to, to the problem. You know, it's not so much philosophy and spirituality about it. It's just a simple thing. And and I I observe people around me, and I I cannot fathom. They are having so much fun throwing stones on their legs, you know, on, on, on the feet. And and then I say, can you see that you are having fun right now? Can you at least see that, that it's fun to have this pain and to, do you understand what I mean? And I, 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 I it doesn't go into my mind how, how I would do that to myself, you know? And I, I, there, I have compassion. I want to tell, but it's Cornelius, why are wait, you? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, Mera, Gabriella, Julia, Julia, Sophia, and first. Yeah, and then Chloe. Well, uh, Sophia, uh, Gabriella, and Julia were first than me. Okay, Gabriella. Okay, I, I recently made a discovery. I don't know if oh, but I don't know if it's. If you, is it, I, I discovered that my gremlin has a pain. That I feel a pain of my gremlin. And sometimes I confuse it with, with my pain. And that my gremlin create, and when this is, this feels different to, uh, in, a, in a very subtle ways to any emotional pain. So um, I don't and and um, I don't know. Do 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 you distinguish pain of your gremlin? Mm -hmm. Has it has it been researched? I don't know. Can you say more about it? I don't know. I this is recently what what came came to my realization that I distinguish in my bodies pain of my gremlin. Gabriela, my, propo my proposal for you is instead of directing the conversation into that is say, if somebody has researched it, please contact me because, and let's, let's research it more because yeah. if someone, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So if someone, because if someone has discovered this, I would like to research it more because I feel that it, it can, it, it can have a lot of co in common in what you and in what Cornelius said. This pain, this pain that um, that we create, it it can be a pain of gremlin pain. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriela. So, like in this, something comes up um, relates a bit to what Amber said as. How is this, what you're describing, Cornelius, relevant right now? Like, how is it happening right now? And, and so my question is, when you, when you say that with the responsibility and the table and the glass, like, okay, so how, how is that working in you in relation to those trainers? How, how do you create that? Or what, how is that active in you right now? Like, or I have seen that I cannot trust my, my senses. I cannot trust my first impulse necessarily. So if I if if I get angry or if I get an emotion, this is something I cannot trust. I have learned that. That's maybe the one thing that I have learned. I do not trust that. And then I go slow and then I look and I inquire and 
and and then I see ah okay this is like such is you know it's like if I have understood that two and two is four then this is so and then my be my emotions tell me from time to time they must be be five or seven or something like that and when this happens then I can remember oh that is emotion because I know that it is not like that I do not every time need to follow this up because I I know I if I un don't understand somebody or uh, like Vera or Clinton and they say something that I don't understand I and, and I want to have a reaction to it then immediately I can I have this reaction and then I wake up I have this pain and then I can look at it and and and, and see what's behind it but I do not need to engage in something that I could already know from the beginning that it is wrong. I do not need to engage in a fight with a person who I know did not throw the stone on my leg. Yes, I get that you that you have distinctions that, that are so in you that you don't that you live them. And my question is really on the bigger picture, like with those trainers that you described, how like if you created that, like, why would you have created that? And I see you're taking, like, you're taking a stand for something different just by bringing it in here into this space. But like, so what, what's in there for you still? Like, what's, what more? Like, what, yeah. Like what I would wish or what do you mean? Like, so if you had created an environment where there's trainers that don't walk the, their talk or that get hooked or that don't live in Possibilica all the time. So like, why would you have created that? Or why would you, um, where are they now, actually? Like, where are those, like, where are, I, I think, like, I sense a certain sense of separation or something where. Um, but actually, Julia, this is not my question. My okay. question is how, how, what should be different in what we teach so that this does not happen now to the next generation, for example. Uh, do, can we invent some like firefighter uh, code, you know, so that if some shit like that hits the fan that, that, that we know, ah, now this thing is happening, okay, uh, let's do something different. And we, uh, we have agreed upon this. And I thought we had with the old ones, you know, and still it went wrong. So. I'm just bringing this up is, is there anything that we could do to bring these processes or the insights uh, a level deeper so that, that we would not believe our knee-jerk reaction coming from the gremlin or from emotion? Like that we, would hold on to what we know or uh, like what we actually have deep in our heart and not allow some sneaky thing tell us another story so you for me you are describing exactly gremlin action gremlin taking the as as clinton um, had said before gremlin taking over and probably taking the tools of possibility management for um, 
Rechtfertigen, Selbstrechtfertigung. Justification. Justification. So probably this Gremlin e-measurement process would be very important for everybody. And, and for me, I'm getting pissed off is, is that you keep using this word, Cornelius, like now and forever. Something that works now and forever, and I don't have to do the work again, and I don't have to be awake again, and I don't have to do the practice again, and I don't have to make the choice again. And I'm saying it's impossible. Like, don't maybe that was the mistake. Maybe something that didn't get through that somehow you get to a place and you don't have to do it again. Because I think you do, like, I think you practice every day. That's how I see it. You, you have a reaction and you actually choice, choose to go somewhere else. And if an older trainer or someone else chooses to go into the reaction, they're exercising their free choice and they're creating those results. And in a way, I see no problem, no problem because they, they have the distinctions and they're choosing something else. On another way, I, a community, only a community, only them choosing to be part of something that they could listen to feedback could, could get in could get in and say, hey, like what you are saying, do you see what's happening here? Do you really, can you not feel the pain of it? Can you not feel how you are creating this? Can you, can you listen like who else, in, like how, how we do it in, in trainings, who else is seeing this? And when maybe they have six, seven, eight people going like, I see it, it lands in a different way. But if a person doesn't, um, they choose or, or you know, like uh, Amanda was saying, oh, they didn't have the, the isolate. There was some isolation. They isolated themselves. Okay, maybe Clinton didn't create a community for them, whatever. They didn't create a community for them, uh, whatever. So, so the thing is that there's, I don't think there's nothing. I don't want to think that there's going to be a process that will prevent me from from doing this work i would be scared if someone told me i would be like not coming to possibility management if that's on the website i'd be like fuck no this is this is a cult or a brainwashing and i i so appreciate the the times when i do get hooked because i like oh wow i fell asleep and now i know that i woke that i can wake up to this maybe i've been asleep the whole day and now with this thumping my foot in the in the in the furniture okay thank you echo now i'm awake <laughs> <laughs> whatever maybe this is say, masochism or something but it i don't yeah maybe that's it <laughs> okay that was my my pissed offness yeah i i just want to say yes vera because that was what's happening inside me as well because i you know it's also about the pain. If I don't allow myself to feel the pain, I, it's every time again, it's every day again, I choose. I have had a situation just two days ago where I, I felt so much pain in all my five bodies that I just wanted to take my bloody clicker and use my black magic to curse some people. That's what I wanted to do two days ago. I wanted to use what I have used before in my life before. And because I knew and I, because I allowed myself to feel the pain, what that creates, I chose not to do it. But why would I hide that my underworld was so, so intense and I, and I had to hold my hand like this is like, not, you're not, <laughs> you're not doing this clicker thing and you're not, you're not creating this pain in those people. 
and I had to hold it. I had to hold it, but, but, I, I, but I chose it. And I chose it because I, I, I let myself feel the pain of what it created in the past, in my past. And it, it's really about each person. And it's every day again, it's every now again. And if someone doesn't want to choose, for example, that connection is for creation, but instead some bullshit, whatever, well, I can just ask them what's going on. Why did you use the clicker again? Why did you use your black magic? Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Jesse, Jesse. I, I, I was like, go. I was <laughs> <hard. laughs> It's like holding it in. Mm, one, one skill that uh, I've, I've just discovered mm recently or anyway a distinction that's really landed in me recently is about this distinction between being right or being in relationship and I maybe it is something that I would like to practice with you as space holders and as trainers is instead of I mean it's this thing of I've that links into this clarity and powers in the beginning for me, my journey as a space holder was I needed to stand in my clarity because I had learned to be so adaptive. And so I really had to like strengthen this thing, know what's going on is what's going on. And I, I need to hold on to it instead of believing what other people would, would tell me what's going on. And after I've been through that process and, and it's like, then I knew I could keep my center and that I had my sword and my gremlin on the side. Then I could be more in relationship and being, okay, it doesn't serve me to be right here. But then I can ask questions. What, what is it that you mean? Maybe I misunderstood or what do you like, wh why is it important for you? Tell me how it is built inside of you that that would, that would, you would bring it that way or you would say it that way or, like how, what's, what's up? And, and that this is this, this, yeah, this distinction be, between this being right and being in relationship. And it includes this vacuum rapid learning that we've developed, but the rapid, the vacuum learning often leads to a process. And I don't think these questions always need to lead to a process. I think that it can navigate into this more love, like more, more, maybe using this word, like more compassion about Ah, okay, this is why you said it that way, or this is why you use that word, or okay, especially using whatever eight different languages, none of us is like um, really English is not our first language. There's so much misunderstanding that happens also with with language. And so that's that's a skill that I would like I would like to practice. Thank you. Thank you. So I don't want to cut any anybody off. I just want to slowly also put the focus not only on this very uh, um, process, but also on if we can find ways to figure out the quality of processes and their long-term effects, for example. But uh, Jesse, you wanted to speak next, right? Yeah, and this might be this might be maybe a segue to something else, but um, 
possibility management is different than other like and then modalities of of uh, healing or modalities or philosophies in that it's uh, a it's a it's a in constant development and that's what allows you to bring this question to the circle today and say something's missing here what's missing here what's what what how can we develop this how can we add thoughtware to this so that we can this can be more effective and because that's the case, we might find out 45 more years from now that, that the gremlin concept was so basic and so, it was just so, like there was something so, uh, it's, like, it's like looking back to the invention of the internet now and being like seeing that time. And the only people who were involved in that were total tech nerds. Like for years, like the only people who were involved with that were people who spoke that language and who, and who could like, you know, go there. And that's kind of maybe where we're at a little bit. You know, I don't, like who here lives like in Possibilica? I just want to know who here lives in Possibilica? Okay, so four or five. Okay, I visit, I visit. And so, but, 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 but this thing called Possibilica, there's like a few people in the whole world who live there and who can be like over here, this is happening. And so, I think that's where we're at right now. And the good news is I think that that we can continue to develop this technology or whatever it is to start to answer those questions. And, and I don't have the expectation that the answers that come now are gonna be the answers that are still there in 40 years or 10 years or two years. And I hope they're not in a way. I hope that, that two years from now, we're like, oh my God, look what I found. And then everybody can be like, yay. I, I, that, that's, yeah, that's all I want to know. Thank you. <laughs> so what one of my mentors said in one of the trainings that I attended was, you know, I stay in the place of what I know. I'm a guy in the diner. And I can tell you everything you want to know about it. And I can talk about everything. But if I want that you get where I am, I have to discover it newly. So if I'm in front of a group, I have to, dis I have to discover the distinction newly that I can speak from the discovery of the distinction. And then that lands in the group. And I think that's something that we're missing. You know, none of the distinctions exist unless I live it right now, unless I look at it right now. Oh, gremlin. How many people here talk about gremlin and have no idea what it is? I'm one. We all believe we know what gremlin is, but how does it look like? How does it feel? What is it doing right now? Where is my gremlin? What is he doing right now? And keep looking and looking and looking. And as you described, Cornelius, damn, how is that happening? There's a stone on my foot and it hurts. And I still believe somebody else throw it there. Even after I discovered I did it 20 times on my own, I still believe that. 
until I go and look. Oh, wait, I go along that table and I, I'm wearing my sword and my sword is knocking off the stone and it knocks it right on my foot. You know? But it takes time to find, to look. You have to look over and over and over again without knowing, oh yeah, I did it. And that's, that's for me all what we need to do. <laughs> Just look, look again. Oh, interesting. Who did I talk to this morning? I don't know, someone. I love your smile, Cornelius. <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing that you said about the processes and the effectiveness of processes. And then it, it takes me a little bit to this this time last year where I was doing this, like, I need a process about this. I need a process about this. And I was living at that time with Aunt Chloe and Clinton. And, and Clinton said to me, no, this is not a process. So this is practice. This is about practice. And so, um, I, yeah, I wonder if there's a similarity about, about that. It's like, are the are some processes yeah I, I believe that some processes might be not as effective especially if I've, I've seen some people being more like addicted to to this kind of one hit wonder go through a process make a new decision my life is going to change and then that that's it's a wow thing and then they're like wow and so when I'm holding space or possibility coaching I, I always, I, I put homework or, or home practice or something like this so that they really, it's not really about the new decisions or sometimes not even making new decisions, just staying really with the pain. I mean, from, from hints from Clinton as well, staying with the pain of what is causing and, and really uh, observe that, like even like spend the next seven days only scanning for that, for those consequences, only scanning for those things that happen that you've been ignoring now that you to know also that's it's not a bad thing that you that the person did it was survival so for me there's there's a certain kind of addiction especially in the in the beginning uh, for people who are like oh i'm just gonna do this thing and it's gonna magically change my life and and more and more i think it's again practice that's like the fourth time i say it in this call but this is that's what i'm standing for <laughs> I mean, I, so Amanda, I mean, I know how many times possibility management has saved my life, literally just completely given me life. And so I know that personally, and there's no, nothing anybody could do to talk me out of it. I had my own experience. And then I see other people have had similar experience, but it's not everybody. I mean, so Amanda, I just, this is a, I just did the uh, relocating your point of origin process with Jeff. Have you noticed any difference in Jeff? Yeah, just I have. That note, I think that um, design. Well, what? Model leadership for design. I've noticed that he takes more responsibility, or he and that he takes the feedback instead of being defensive. That he's, he's like, oh, okay, this, I, 
or he sees how what he did affects other people instead of just being like, nope, it's, it's not, it's you actually. He's more reflective. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so I did not know. And a lot of times I do not know. And the only reason I could say that I did this process with Jeff and see what you said is because that process is recorded, it's online and the whole world can see it. And he has given permission. So that's why I would ask like this. But, I, but thank you. And I did not know if he could hold it or not. And I, I think different people, because of the matrix Julia brought up or something, that people can hold different processes to different degrees. And I think in a room full of people at a lab, I scan the lab and I have two thirds of the people or maybe even a little more than half can hold a process, I will do it. And it'll build matrix in the other people even if they can't hold it. But if I think half of the people or more can hold it, I will just do it. About this question about processes, I feel scared that then there will be this classification and we'll be uh, moving around like saying, okay, these process we forget, these process. And because I've been working on this PM process okay. uh, website, like putting online a lot, not, not all, like a lot of the possibility management processes that have been written, which is probably really 10% of the processes that really exist in possibility management. And I go down the list and I'm like, but I've never seen that one. And what about this one? And what? And so I think there's a way that with the evolution of possibility management and with each trainer, the, the processes just evolve. And the, and the processes that were, have, were like, I don't know if they were placed, but they, they're just new processes that get created and we use these ones. And they, I think there's a way that they may be more effective or more needed for whatever also is going on in the field and in the world. So anyway, I'm, I'm not really a prone to have this classification about our processes. And I think that this thing Lee Kumar said about going to the place of origin of a process, like sinking into this context or this, this necessity in the moment with these people in this space and then inventing processes, even if they've been done before, if you don't invent a process every time you do it, people, it won't work. This is the magic. It's like it has to be invented each time fresh in the moment for that immediate space and necessity. And, and so that's, I think, why we have so many processes. But the point of being aware of other people's invented processes, even though you never did it before, is because sometimes we just don't think of things. You know, I never thought that that could be a process. What a cool thing. And then, you know, two years later, you, you invent something like that because you had a, the vague memory of that was, that, what a cool thing like that. Thank you. Would it be helpful if we were to, to go from this space into some kind of research to be able to like what I what I what I what I think about is if for example if we were to all go back and to contact three clients and when if we had a series of questions that we could ask three clients that were from a year ago or ten years ago or fifteen years ago to start gathering information would that be helpful? 
this question for everybody, like to, to start gathering information about how these processes had a short-term effect or a long-term effect. Because I've had clients who came out of the process and they never wanted to come back again. But then six, seven years later, I hear back from them that that was a turning point. And I've had the opposite happen where they come out of the process and they're totally like in ecstasy. And then six or seven years later, I look back and, oh, well, nothing really seemed to change. Mm. But I don't look back very often. I'm wondering if that's, if it's helpful. I mean, this is, Luce is a character in the, in this book that the, the uh, Thief of Time by Terry Pratchett. He would say, I don't look back very often. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you. I mean, and I, I wonder as well, like, is the effectiveness of, no, it's not even about the effectiveness. Can, is something not working anymore for a client? Where is that a direct result from that process? Or where's the part of the person's next step or next numbness layer or uh, because sometimes it's not even like the, the, the process wasn't effective or they didn't do practice. Sometimes it's like, okay, they just got really to the next layer of the same process or of the, of the, so there's, I was just like, there's so many parameters and variables. How can we, and how can I really know that it's not effective? And like, what is the other things that are at play? So that question. And in how much am I trying to make it my problem? Or in how much can I just not have the expectation that it will do super much with my client and you will be super soft? And in what ways is this just his fucking responsibility to make something out of it? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had a huge process with someone who does the decontamination of the gremlin and he had a really big process right in the beginning and it's, you know, it's his job. <laughs> To, to create a new life of it. Thank you. And, and is there valuable data in that information? Like, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Is, the, is there any value to the data of looking back to in, 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 in applying to, to what, what we can create now of what, what comes next? Thank I want you. to bring in a, a sense, um, also a connection between the two questions that you brought up, Cornelius, which is the yeah, where what if what if it's about creating a community more, like where people that had a process can can tap back into. So it's not I'm you know you're my client and then goodbye, enjoy how your process unfolds, but they sort of have the door um, or where they can come connect into this community or, and, and so staying in contact with the client in a way. Yeah. It, um, it's, it's, it's not, it's not I'm, I'm not a lawyer providing a consulting and then bye-bye, you know, you win or you lose, but it's, it's keeping in this, um, in this field. Yes. Thank you. I don't know who was next. Lee Kumar. Um, so what I want to say, I'm, I'm, research is wonderful. It's really wonderful. But if I look on the internet, I find evidence for everything that I'm looking for. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, what I learned very early 
in my professional career as a project manager is don't believe any numbers that you didn't fake yourself. <laughs> so that's, that's my life about research. Don't believe any numbers that you didn't fake yourself. And I just add on that in the first five years of delivering expand the box training, I had exactly the same question, which was important in expand the box training. And I don't know, Lee Kumar, if you remember that filling out the form or what you got, what you took home. And I, I collected these papers and I would go through all these papers and every single one was different. Every single person, I love the black hole. I love the feelings work, man. Oh no, I love this map of possibility. I love Gremlin. It was completely pointless. So I stopped. <laughs> Everything was needed. <laughs> So let me let me um, put the whole thing maybe in this direction. Or this is what I what I find a little bit inside of myself or for myself. Uh, maybe it is about finding the right question. So I put up some questions, and maybe these questions are not even the right questions yet because I also fear to have some bureaucratic work to do. I hate it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the question still is, look, we are all working in this possibility world. Uh, we are all providing services. We're uh, training possibility managers. We're training trainers. And is there any need to kind of figure out if, if the whole boat the whole big ship or the whole community is going are we still together uh, do we need to be together or can just the whole thing spread out like some mushroom you know uh, so do we need some some feedback in some way to figure out if things are going all right or Tell me how to ask this question. What would the right question be for that what I tried to say? Is it a question for supervision? I don't know. It's a question. Is it necessary? I mean, is, is it necessary or is the whole thing healing itself because it's taking care of itself? Look, Cornelius, because you have the question, it is somehow necessary for you. But we, I have different questions and I don't want to take on your question. But here's a proposal. Come back next week with your questions and we'll join you. <laughs> I don't understand yours. It's over. The space is over in terms of the time allotment. Oh, I thought it goes two hours. All right, then. <laughs> so you'll be back next week? I think I need to. <laughs> See you That's there. That's no drama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're a community that can say that. <laughs> purple card, purple card. <laughs> oh. Take care, Cornelius. Take care, you guys. Yeah, take care, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.